And again, welcome to Celebration Church. We are wrapping up a fabulous weekend that we had here at Celebration Church, our Manly Man Conference that we had. Hoo-ah. It was awesome. Right, guys? It was fabulous. We had a great time. And uh, let me just say very quickly how much I appreciate uh, our church in pulling off this event. You guys worked very, very hard. All the ladies that volunteered, guys that volunteered, uh, did all the extra work. Our cleaning staff, God bless them. We ought to give them some bonus money or something, man. That was nasty. We all went home last night. They're still here working. But uh, uh, just fabulous, fabulous uh, job that you guys did. And, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, this is the second time we've done this. I was impressed by some of the statements we got last year and again this year. As men came from all over the uh, country, uh, Florida, California, Texas, I mean, all over the place. We even had one guy who flew in from, uh, Am- not Amsterdam, uh, from where? Denmark. John, is he here? Where are you at, John? Wave, your, wave at me, wave at me. Where is he? There he is. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. We expect you in church every Sunday from now on, Jack. But, uh... <laughs> Here's some frequent flyer miles, baby, right there. Where are you going to church? Uh, but, uh, yeah, God bless him and all the guys. And, again, as I was starting to say, what, what has always so impressed me are the comments that we have from these guys. A lot of these guys have been to all kinds of men conferences all over the country. Our speakers have uh, spoken to uh, some of the largest men's conferences in the country. And how often I've heard from them and these men who said when they came here to our conference, this is the best men's conference they've ever been a part of. And uh, God bless all of you guys for being a part of that. <laughs> you know, uh, Brad Stein was uh, here this weekend. You know, he, he needs medication. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's just fascinated by this church. He is. He, he says to me all the time, he says, how can you say that? How can you get away with saying stuff like this in your church? I don't know. We're just normal people. We're just people. We just talk for crying out loud. We're far enough from the Bible Belt. We don't got to worry about some invisible laws we got to follow. Just talk plainly to people. And people will respond. Thank God for it. And uh, I'm so proud of our men. You guys, I'll tell you, you guys are the best people in the world here in Wisconsin. Seriously. The weather stinks. <laughs> if I could get all of y'all to move to Miami with me, that would rock. This would be great. But uh, I don't care about the weather. Best people in the world. You love God. You take life seriously. The men, best men in the world. And I'm very proud of you. I also want to take a moment to uh, thank our, uh, our young men that we've been encouraging over the last uh, couple of months. I've been gently prodding for our young guys to get involved in church. Don't sit there and just space out. Get involved. Volunteer. Start serving as ushers and stuff and getting involved in the services and they've been doing it have you been noticing around here on the different campuses our guys stepping up and i just want to say i appreciate our young men we're trying to build some character into these guys teach them how to do life right better teach them how to do it right in the first place it's not so easy to unscramble eggs somebody say amen, amen. let's keep them from getting cracked in the first place and do life right. And I am proud of our guys. I, I heard a, uh, a great story last week about some of our young men. 
they were at a, a stoplight here in Green Bay and some girls pull up alongside of them in another car and we're going hi hi oh hi 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 and you know a couple of diz brains and uh and uh and they stick up on you know paper at the, and on the window and say call me call me they gave them their number call me call me God bless these guys. They took the number down and started texting to the girls, talking to them about Jesus. I'm thinking, yeah! Los hombres! Yeah, that's the way to be! Strong for God. And they're talking to them about God and church and stuff. And the girls go, oh yeah, we got a church. Said, what church? Celebration church! This sucked the joy out of my soul. <laughs> Come on, you girls! Now, I don't know who these little dis brains were for crying out loud, but you mothers, you fathers need to talk to your daughters. And if that was them, you make them clean the toilet for the next week every day for crying out loud. Oh, call me, call me, oh, oh, oh. I go to Celebration Church. If you're going to act like that, at least say you're a Baptist or something. Not throw our name in us. <laughs> tell them you're a Catholic or something. Don't tell them you belong to this church. <laughs> Good Lord, you parents. Talk to your daughters for crying out loud. You know, we're trying to encourage young men to act responsibly and behave like men and do the right thing. It's kind of hard when women are throwing themselves at them. We ought to slap the parents. That's who I want to slap. You know, the pilgrims, they had it right. You know, they had those stocks. That's what I'm talking about. Lock them up in stocks, throw garbage at them all day long. At best, girls, that was inappropriate. At worst, it's dangerous. You don't know these guys, they can be axe murderers for crying out loud. Goodness gracious. Joe and Gail Greer, they were in the first service this morning. They're our new campus pastor is going to be starting the new campus in Appleton that we're working on right now. We're excited about that. But I've known these guys since I was 17 years of age. We've been in ministry together. And I asked them this morning, I said, do you remember that time? And they shook their heads, yeah. And the time that a couple of the girls in the ministry we were at hopped in a car with a couple of guys. They were witnessing to them. They were witnessing to them. They were there to tell them about the love of Jesus. And these guys said, oh, yeah, well, hop in the car, you know, tell us more. These two guys brutally raped and beat those two girls for 72 hours nonstop. 
visiting him in their hospitals. Their faces were so swollen you couldn't even recognize who they were. And they weren't going, call me, call me. They were trying to be nice and advocate for the kingdom of God. But you can't be stupid. Out there shoving your name at some guys you think are cute. Dear God in heaven, you've got to be smarter than this. You know, I don't have much hair left to turn gray. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. It's already gray. And I got another story this week. Guy in our church sends me an email. He says, Pastor, he says, we might have a little bit of a problem with some of the women in our church. He says, I, was, I asked the lady on the east side or the uh, Bayside campus here on a date and took her to a drive-in theater. I don't know, we had one of those around here anymore, but some little podunk town around here. And takes her to the drive-in theater and he says, we were making out. I yelled at him about that for crying out loud. Your first date and you're swapping spit for crying out loud. <laughs> you people, be smarter than this. Don't be getting all physical with people when you're dating them. Sex will make you stupid, dumb as a brick. It's great in marriage. You do it outside of marriage. It just makes you dumb. Man, if I went around here and asked the stories of some of you, you know, who in, I was in a relationship, it was a terrible relationship, it was horrible, I don't know what I was thinking. How many times do you hear that? I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. We hear this over and over and over. Every time you hear that story, look at him and say, were you having sex with the dude when you were dating him? Unanimously, they'll go, oh, well, yeah. Well, why do you think you're being stupid? Stop that. That's not the worst part of the story. Finally stops making out with her. So I just get a little carried away. So I stopped and I went to the bathroom to get some popcorn and water. Came back, she was in the front seat, buck naked. A lesson here for you. Number one, you act really inappropriately in this church. There's a good chance I'm going to hear about it. Number two, I'm going to tell everybody. You might want to go to those other churches. <laughs> For crying out loud, who's buck naked on the first date? Well, to his credit, he made her put her clothes back on. And we're talking, they were outside in public. <laughs> By the way, none of you ladies want to get up now and go to the bathroom because they're all going to think it's you. So. <laughs> I ain't moving. I ain't moving. I don't care. I am not standing up. I am not standing up in this church. Man alive, I am challenging the men this week, and I mean I'm in their face, saying you need to treat women with respect. You need to treat women with respect. But it's hard. For them to get the picture when you treat yourself with such disrespect. 
tell you, I just had it up to here with this stuff. Told our guys on Friday, we need to do a women's conference. We've been doing great manly men's conference. We need to do a women's conference where we teach women how to live for crying out loud. I'm going to call it the butt-kicking women's conference. I'm serious. We're going to do it. I'm going to call the first one, no more foo-foo. Foo-foo. I'm tired of all these foo-foo women's conferences. All getting together and blathering and crying your little eyes. I don't know what in the world you're thinking. But I have had it. It's time we, the strong women in our church start teaching the younger, weaker ones how to live life. For crying out loud. And I know you girls, I know you think it's not you. If I got a bunch of women together over here with great marriages... And some over here with terrible marriages, you know what the one the terrible marriages think? They think it's because it's of the guy. It's because of the guy. Because if I hadn't married this idiot and married one of those idiots, <laughs> then I'd be in this other group. I'm telling you, when you got good marriages, bad marriages, more and more and more, I'm coming to the conclusion it's not the guy. You see, these women do not tolerate being treated badly. They know how to take a stand. They know how to draw a line in the sand and say, we will not cross this line. We need women today to start being what God called them and created them to be, which is that helper to men. And part of that means being a line in the sand. The pastor, the men are behaving badly. Men have always wanted to behave badly. It's just we used to have wives who wouldn't let us. You think a boy trying to hit on a girl is something new? It's just they used to tell us no usually with a little encouragement that went something like this. <laughs> and now thanks to the women's lib, you know, women can be just like men. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, you can be as big of pigs as we are. Isn't that fabulous? You say, Pastor, you're saying it's our fault? It's not your fault. Who cares about the fault? It's like if I announce today that tomorrow there will be no police anywhere in America on any highway. How fast do you think your husband's going to drive tomorrow? <laughs> will it be? Will it be? 65? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sixty-five miles an hour. I don't think so. <laughs> well, is it the police's fault? No, it's not their fault, but they got to be there. Reason why some of you didn't drive 100 miles an hour here this morning, you were afraid there'd be a cop around the corner. Some of you did drive that fast, and we're praying there wouldn't be a cop around the corner. <laughs> You remove restraints and everything just collapses. 
be his mother. It's not about being his mother. See, women today, they despise the very role God created them to play. It's not about being his mother. Trust me, he doesn't want you to be mom. need to start taking medication or something. Just... <laughs> Try and encourage men to be men, real men, respectful men, confident men. But we're not going to get this right if we just keep talking to the men. So we're going to start talking to the women as well. And I want you to help us. We're going to put together a butt-kicking women's conference, and we are going to show you and teach you and minister to you and bring in some fabulous speakers. No foo-foo speakers. I don't want to hear about foo-foo. won't be any cooking classes. <laughs> it's time we start doing this stuff right. Look, it's not about making people feel bad. It's not about condemning people. Or challenging them to do life right. Thank God we're starting to get guys standing up and starting to do the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing. Of course, this guy emailed me. He says, you know, so I just want you to know I'm, I don't go to the Bayside campus anymore. I go to the west side now. And look, no one has been more trying to get people to go to the west side than me. I just thought we could do it without nudity. with that this isn't even my sermon I don't know what I'm I got no sermon now it has ruined the whole deal it's a great men's conference challenging men to be men men challenging young men to man up do the right thing teaching boys it's okay you can bleed but you will not die some of you moms you need to lighten up a little bit let the men speak to your boys. But he's mean to him. He's mean. Oh, stop. He can bleed. He will not die. If he's abusive, that's a different thing. You come tell me and we'll beat the snot out of him. <laughs> lay hands on him. I'm sorry. I meant lay hands on him. <laughs> I knew there was biblical terminology in there somewhere. <laughs> we meant laying hands, yes. But women, they don't want that. They don't want that. You know, protect Johnny, protect Johnny. Johnny needs to be protected. You know, we went boating yesterday with the guys. <laughs> it was just kind of a funny story. <laughs> I got all these manly men, you know. Greg Stuby here, military, special forces, Green Beret. We're going to go out on my boat, and we got out there, and it was kind of, you know, about noon, it was still kind of foggy and misty, and we said, I don't know, you know, it's, you know, 
I mean, let's not go. It's, it's a little drizzly out there. So I start to get back in the car. He looks at us and goes, you bunch of wusses. <laughs> you hurt my feelings, man. <laughs> so we went, all right, all right. So we go to get on the boat. Of course, I, you know, I forgot. You know, my boat is named after my daughter. It's called the Dancing Princess. So I get persecuted for that. <laughs> dancing princess. So here are all these guys on the dancing princess going down the water. <laughs> and Stubby says, what's that? I said, what's what? What's that? I look up there. We got one of these little wind socks. It's, you know, rainbow colored. Looked like the gay and lesbian flotilla going down the down the road with a, <laughs> the dancing princess. La 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 la. And all these manly men, men, trying to be manly from mandom all over America. We're talking to Greg and he's talking to us guys. We're just captivated listening to his stories and stuff and. Uh, you know, talking about he he got wounded very badly. Just an incredible story. Uh, actually, I need to have you come back sometime. Just talk to the whole church. Let them hear the story because it's it's holy stinking cow kind of story. But he got wounded in Afghanistan. I mean, he he took wounds that nobody should have ever survived from. And he knows the reason he survived because of his faith in God. But uh, I mean, amazing stuff. He showed us pictures of his wounds. When you get 800 guys going, ooh, you know, that's nasty. <laughs> but he's talking about the will to live, the will to fight. He's, he's talking, you're talking about some guys, they'll get flesh wounds, flesh wounds, and they'll die. And he'll die. He says, it makes you mad. You want to slap him and say, you idiot, it's a flesh wound. They just give up. Where's the will to live? Where's the will to live? And to live righteously as Christian men. Trying to get the will to live righteously in our boys. To do the right things. Challenging them to grow up, to man up. We all got to be working on this stuff together. And we're going to. We're going to. As Pastor Lathan said, you know, our, the whole thing about our church is be real, belong, become what God's called you to be. And we're going to be honest with you. We're going to be frank with you. Uh, we don't play games. I think you get that. I don't know why you come to this church <laughs> to listen to me, but you do. You know, but we're going to be a family, man. Let's get this right. Let's do life right. Let's challenge each other. And you girls quit trying to protect badly behaving boys and badly behaving men. Get some of you women. And I got a lot of you. So I'm not just picking on any one of you. A lot of you come to my office and tell me about men who act unbelievable. I'm not talking, you know, there's some stuff. You, know, you want to keep wraps on it. I get it. But these men behave horribly, borderline abuse. Then I said, well, I'm going to talk to him. And the women, no, don't talk to him. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. 
Now, there's a formula for change. Come on. I'll get mad. I'll get upset. Well, whoopty stinking do. He will bleed, but he will not die. You get people acting badly. I want to confront it. This is not playing games. This is about doing life and doing it right. Let's be a family. Let's honor God with our lives. It's not about being perfect. Nobody is perfect. Christianity is this crazy message. It's like, here's the right thing to do. And when you fail, we're still there saying, it's all right, lift you up. God will forgive you. God will redeem you. But it never changes this. This has to stay. It's not about hating people and making them feel badly. When you fall, you're there, right? When someone is there, the reason you got in trouble is because you went to help your buddies. Should have heard the battle. They're calling for help. They go running after them and falls into a trap, gets blown to smithereens. But nobody's left behind. Everybody gathers around. They're doing their best, fighting, trying to save their buddies. Do you want to get shot? No. Nobody wants to get shot. Nobody wants it. He didn't ask for this. The standard doesn't change. When we fall, we need to be a band of brothers where we gather around each other and challenge each other and help each other and heal each other. But it never changes this. We need to do the right things. If we're not going to do the right things, then none of this matters. Then this is a joke. Then this is just a Christian country club for a bunch of people who want to get together and sing a couple of songs. I'm not interested in that. I want to see God moving in people's lives. I want to see us experience God because we're doing the right things and God is blessing us. And my sermon's all shot, so you have to come back next time. Let's invite our ushers to come forward at this time. All the different campuses. Musicians can come back out. You know, the good news is, man, God loves us in spite of us. Again, it's not, making, it's not about condemning people. It's not about making you feel horrible like there's no hope. There's always hope. No matter how great your failure, no matter what you do on a first date, there's still hope for you. But let's start doing the right thing. Okay, let's strive to do the right thing. Let's experience God in our lives. We're getting ready to serve communion. This is when we turn our attention to the body and the blood of Christ. Jesus Christ's body was broken. His blood was shed on that cross for one reason. So that we could have forgiveness of sins. So that we could experience God in our lives. My question to you this morning at all the campuses, maybe you're visiting for the first time, I don't know, maybe you've been here for a long time and never taken this seriously. But let me ask you, are you experiencing God in your life? Say, well, I'm a good guy. Well, that's great. I give it to the United Way. whoop de do. Great. It's good to do good things. It's good to do nice things. But that isn't going to cut it. If you could have been good enough, Jesus would not have gone to the cross. Why would he do that? He went to the cross and took our punishment because he knew there was nothing we could do to save ourselves. That's why he's called the Savior. 
He died on that cross that if we would put our hope and trust in him, we could have forgiveness of our sins and to literally start experiencing God in our lives. I'm going to invite everybody to bow your heads in a word of prayer as you're listening all across Wisconsin here, the correctional facilities, all our different campuses and stuff. And I'm going to pray a prayer, and I'm going to ask all of you to repeat this prayer with me. If you've never truly surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you can do that right now as we pray this prayer. You can start experiencing God if you put your hope in Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you love me so much, you went to the cross, and you took my punishment. I ask you to come into my life and to forgive me of my sins. I now surrender to you. 